Wallace, a barrister at Tenold Square. Today I'm looking at the case of Hudman and Morris, a case in the Chancery Division of the High Court concerning the removal of an executor for primarily hostile and irrational conduct. What were the facts? The deceased had left his residuary estate to be shared among his children and had appointed one of his sons, Alan, and his wife, Sharon, as executors. Towards the end of the life of the deceased, another of his sons, Roger, had visited Australia. Roger had said that this had been at the request of the deceased, who told him that he would pay for the expenses. Those expenses were relatively small, £2,836.48. This was nevertheless to turn out to be a significant source of contention between Alan and Roger. Not long afterwards, the deceased executed a lasting power of attorney in favour of Alan, and when Roger found out, he challenged the LPA in the Court of Protection. After some dispute, an order was made by consent, revoking the LPA, and a solicitor was appointed as independent deputy. The order gave the deputy the authority to decide whether Roger should be reimbursed for the expenses of the Australia trip. The deputy did not exercise the power in the lifetime of the deceased. However, shortly afterwards, he confirmed to Sharon, the other executor and wife, and Roger, that he had been intending to make a decision to reimburse Roger for the expenses. As a result, the solicitor drafting the estate accounts prepared them so as to include those expenses. Alan was strongly opposed to their inclusion. He went as far as to say that the application for their reimbursement was tantamount to fraud. As a result of his conduct in regard to this and other matters, Sharon brought a Part 8 claim under Section 50 of the Administration of Justice Act and in the alternative under Section 116 of the Senior Courts Act 1981 and the AJA 1985, of course, for the removal or alternatively passing over of Allen as executor. The court decided in favour of removal. Master Clark referred to the summary of the relevant principles laid down by Chief Master Marsh in Schumacher and Clark of the 2019 case in the High Court of the Chancery Division. The central concern was to do what was in the best interests of the beneficiaries as a whole. The court did not make a finding as to whether the expenses had been justified, but nevertheless found that Alan's conduct in relation to them showed that he had put his own personal views and interests above those of the beneficiaries. His conduct in relation to the LPA and decisions by the solicitor deputy had also been irrational. He'd been unable to accept the decisions of the deputy and had repeatedly tried to reopen matters that were already closed. Alan had shown real and significant hostility to his siblings and he could not be trusted to act fairly and conscientiously and to administer the estate impartially in the interests of all the siblings. It did not matter in the circumstances that there was not much left to do in the administration of the estate. Master Clark noted, seemingly by way of example, that Alan was also seeking repayment of money spent on a smart TV, which had been purchased for the deceased when in a residential home, but which the deceased had apparently not known how to use. This was described as another potential flashpoint. It also made no difference that a professional administrator, if appointed, would incur expenses against what was a relatively modest estate. The Court of Protection proceedings had already cost around £100,000 and the claim had cost something similar. Any further expenses would be dwarfed by those already incurred. What was the significance of the wishes of the other beneficiaries for Alan to be removed? The claimant relied on In the Goods of Sarah Stainton, an 1871 case, the traditional approach of the probate court prior to the enactment of section 116 had been to grant administration to the nominee of the majority of the beneficial interests. The court considered the difference between an application under section 116 and one under section 50 when addressing this issue. 
Chief Master Marsh in Long and Rodman, 2019, in the Chancery Division, had stated that Section 116 operated in a narrower compass than Section 50. However, in cases like the present, where the claim had been brought prior to the obtaining of a grant, the positions ought to be analogous. The court found that the wishes of the beneficiaries were a weighty and important factor in Allen's removal. The court also noted that in any event, the claim had been brought under Section 116 in the alternative. The court thus ordered the removal of Allen, noting as well that the wholesale breakdown in relations between Allen and his siblings would have justified the same. The court appointed a sole independent administrator on the basis that the task of the named executors, including the claimant Sharon, had become impossible. Thank you for listening.